you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Lulovich here. And it's just me on my own again. It always feels very funny doing a recording without Lucy, but tonight she has a sick little Harry that she needs to be spending her time with. Before we get into introducing the episode, I just want to give you a final reminder that our 100th episode party, which is also our two-year anniversary and an International Women's Day celebration, is happening on Monday the 9th of March. So there's just over a week left to go out and buy some tickets, which you can find at www.thejuggle.com.au forward slash design. And I'll have that link in the show notes as well. The theme for this year's party is design your decade. And rather than do all the talking ourselves, we've lined up three incredible speakers. We have the Honourable Justice Jenny Hill, who's been a previous guest on the podcast. We've got Dr. Marnie Lishman, and we've also got Pramila Jinnah. And all three are going to share tips and stories to help us all create a plan for managing our juggle in the next decade. So I know we say this a lot, but today's episode is something a little bit special. Now, we're sure that the vast majority of people who listen, if you're anything like me, you have an inner voice inside your head that is perhaps not always the most supportive. In fact, sometimes that little voice is downright mean. Now, this topic grabbed quite a bit of media attention early in 2020. And in fact, Lucy was sharing about it on her LinkedIn, if you're connected with her over there, when a blog post went viral discussing the fact that not everyone has a voice that they hear in their head. I'm going to link to the ABC article that I read about it so that you can read it up on it too if you didn't see it. Now, what was really interesting was they were saying that some people don't hear a voice. They might instead see something visual or they might see words appearing in their head that they actually have to read or they might see a mind map or pictures, just other things instead of just hearing a voice talking to them. It's so interesting because I think the vast majority of people just hear some mean little voice and you try to block it out in one way or another. And speaking of blocking it out, that leads me to introducing today's guest. It's a little bit unusual in that we're not actually conducting an interview today. We're going to be sharing with you a snippet from a presentation that our friend Jennifer Harris gave last year at Clarissa Raywood's retreat conference for lawyers. It was such an amazing presentation that from the time I heard it, I knew that I wanted to have Jen on the show to talk and share parts of her presentation with us. And whilst we haven't been able to get Jen here to have that conversation, we have been able to get the snippet of her presentation. So thank you very much, Jen and Clarissa, for generously sharing it with us today. So whilst the talk was delivered to a bunch of lawyers, even if you're not a lawyer, please listen in because it is relevant to anyone who has got an inner critic. Jen is an incredible woman. She has been named Mentor of the Year on multiple occasions. She's a special counsel working in a national law firm, and she's deeply committed to her husband, twins, and extended family. She's had more than her fair share of difficult times, and yet she still gives so much to help others navigate their own challenges. In Jen's presentation, she spent a lot of time talking about how way too many of us spend time being negative towards ourselves. 
And she came up with the three C's and she said that we spend way too much time criticizing ourselves and then because that's not enough, we decide that we need to fully condemn ourselves and then to top it all off, we end up comparing ourselves to others as well. And all three of those things combined is just a great wad of negativity that is really difficult for anyone to get through. So instead of focusing on those, Jen recommends that we replace all of these negative C's with a much more powerful and positive C game, which has five positive C's, which she is going to share with us all today. I hope you love listening to this as much as we loved hearing it for the first time last year. This episode is sponsored by Law CPD, our fabulous sponsors. They have created a beautiful competition for all of our listeners for the months of February and March 2020. If you'd like to enter, go to lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. Everyone who enters will receive a discount code to save $25 on their first purchase with Law CPD. And then in March, two people will both win a one hour online CPD course of their choice. And the major prize winner, because having winners along the way is clearly not enough for Law CPD, the major prize winner will be drawn at the end of March and will win 10 hours worth of online CPD courses of their choice. That winner will be drawn on the 27th of March, 2020. So go to lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition and enter. I used to go wake up in the morning and I'd hear myself going, well, what are you going to stuff up today or, you know, what's going to go wrong today? And that's what I'd hear when I went to bed at night. So it's awful. It's absolutely awful. So I developed something which I call the C game because it's really nice to be able to tell people, oh, I'm going to teach you this. And they go, oh, good. But anyway, it's called the C game. And that's because all of the parts of it start with C. And what it helps us with is dealing with our inner voice. And when I say dealing with it, quietening it. We don't just sort of listen to it and believe it and then go, oh, okay, yeah, that's telling me I'm no good. I'll just believe it and move on. We have to try and quieten it. And you know what happens with this inner voice? You might think that you've nailed it, but it keeps coming back. It really does. And the happiness in this photo (laughs) isn't quite reflective of the horror But I've heard myself speak about my own self in ways that I will never speak to another person. I've mentored so many people that just make me sob with the way they speak about themselves. There are phenomenal humans in this room that do the same thing. It's extremely sad. But you know what happens? It's like a fallback position. When stuff gets really difficult, when children are being bullied, when your partner loses his job, when you can't make your mortgage repayments, when your sister gets sick, when your kid starts going out to nightclubs, whatever it is, this inner voice comes back because we think, oh, right, now's a good time to start attacking myself. That'll help. (laughs) And we keep doing it. So, and because I did this myself, and I'm a lawyer and I like systems and I like processes, I started writing it down. What's the first thing that happens? Well, start criticising myself. And criticism's okay because if you don't do something well, it's okay to criticise yourself. Wow, you did a bad job doing that project development agreement. Wow, you made a mistake reviewing that contract. That was bad. 
Criticism, good. But it's not enough. You've got to condemn yourself. You've got to actually, you know, just dig, dig deep hole and bury yourself in it. You've got to make yourself feel like the worst possible person in the world. And then you've got to compare yourself to everyone else because everyone else is amazing. Life's easy for everyone else. Everyone else is smarter than you and better than you and got a better job than you and working harder than you but loving it. So you've got to compare yourself to other people to really put the nail in. You've got to really do that. That'll work. Well, it doesn't. It's awful. So they are the first three things that you must stop doing. But that takes consciousness. You've got to actually know that you're doing it. And most people don't. They don't know that they're doing it. They don't. It's the hardest thing. You've got to notice negative thinking in order to stop it. And it's so ingrained for some people, they don't even know they're doing it. They don't know. And when I hear people speaking like that, and then we finish talking, and I'm like, oh, did you notice anything about that conversation? Did you notice how you seem to be feeling about yourself? No. No. So it takes someone else to point it out for you sometimes. It's very interesting and sad. But just stopping all those things, it's like sort of saying, okay, just stop eating Tim Tams. That's <laughs> actually really hard. Where we actually make some real changes is in the doing, being proactive, finding the information in what we're experiencing. Why are we criticising? Why are we condemning? Why do we think everybody else has it easier? And there's a few things that are very important. The first one's be curious. Be curious. Ask yourself questions. Don't just accept that you're a lawyer and life's going to be horrific. Don't do that. Don't just accept that you're a lawyer and you're never going to see your kids and you're never going to see your partner and you might walk your dog once every seven years. Don't accept that. Don't accept that you're not going to go back to the gym. Ask questions. Why am I feeling like this? And the first thing people need to do is actually name the emotions. And I've worked with lots of people in a mentoring relationship that can't even name what they're feeling. I've got children from five years old. We've been teaching them to name their feelings. We didn't learn that growing up. Well, I certainly didn't. It's very important. What are you feeling and why? Why am I uncomfortable? Why am I critical? Why do I feel like I'm having a heart attack all the time? Ask these questions. Next one, most important. We're very good at offering it to everybody else. Compassion. Who in the room is good at treating themselves with compassion? <laughs> Excellent. That's good. There's one of you. It's, <laughs> it's the key to everything. It is the key to everything. And these things aren't linear. They're organic. They move. But I find that the most important thing that you must do every single time is be compassionate. You have to tell yourself, I'm actually doing my best. I've got a lot of balls in the air. This isn't easy. What you're doing is hard. What you're doing is hard. Give yourself a break. Clarissa said it yesterday. I am enough. I am enough. It's the most important one. I have value. And for all of you working in firms where you're still recording your time in six-minute units, you're way more than that. You are way more than that. Be compassionate. Give yourself a break. Treat yourself with grace. You will never be able to move through and open up your book full of ideas and smash them all out when you're not being compassionate. And we find it so easy 
like it's our moral responsibility to treat everyone else with compassion, but we're happy to kick ourselves to the curb. Be courageous. This one's tough. This one's actually really, really hard and it takes practice. It's like doing the splits, like Shelby's friend. It takes practice. It's like a muscle. But I sort of lie to people. I say to them, mentee, it only takes 20 seconds of bravery. <laughs> 20 seconds. I say the same thing to my children. 20 seconds. Just do it. Ask the question. Tell the truth. Ask for the opportunity. Ask for the feedback. Send a LinkedIn message to Clarissa and tell her that you've got something of value. Speak. Be courageous. Have the difficult conversation. 20 seconds. And you know what happens with courage? It's actually my favourite thing in this. Once we open ourselves up to this vulnerability, once we become used to feeling it and being immersed in it and not being afraid of it, bravery becomes easier. We're afraid of vulnerability. And I know Brene says this a lot better than me, but I've always said this my entire career. And it harks back to those days of those poor people with no work getting the green light, everybody knowing they've got no work. They're afraid to feel vulnerable. They can't come out of their offices and ask for work. They're just hiding in there, hoping no one sees them. When you're courageous, people see you. Mel said it yesterday. You've got to be constantly visible. Sometimes that's hard. It's really hard to put yourself out there. It's really hard, but she also said, be human, be authentic. That takes courage. But once you do it, it will be the bravest thing you ever do and you will never look back. But you need compassion for yourself to do it. Okay, confidence. This is tough for lawyers. <laughs> Some people confuse it with ego, arrogance, an appalling lack of self-awareness. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. That's no good, but it exists. It's about backing yourself. It is about knowing that you have the skills. It's about knowing that you've done it before. It's about having a general view of how likely you are to achieve something. It's about knowing that you can. It's about knowing that you are enough, confident, and it's about the hickey step. It's about finding your space. If you start behaving like you believe in yourself, people kind of follow suit. They're like, oh, wow, she knows what she's doing. She's up here at this amazing legal conference run by the most amazing human in the world. She must know what she's doing. Um, no. <laughs> but be confident and look at all the things you've done in your world whether it's your home life, your personal life, your career, keep looking at them, write them down, look at the highlights, make a scrapbook, cover it in glitter, <laughs> keep it there, look at it, look at it, remember it, look at your children and how phenomenal they are and say, I'm responsible for that, some of it. Look at that. <laughs> Don't be afraid to say, I can be confident. And all of this too, sometimes when we're doing mentoring, it's about pay. And, oh, I've got to speak to my bosses. You can never have a conversation about articulating your value if you don't have these things in top gear. won't work. Community, boom. This comes back to connection. Why do I mentor? Why do I do it? How do I have time? 
What do I get out of it? Community. And I say to these people, I say to my mentees, you and I are a community now. We are in this together. We are a little gang. And we're going to go out into the world and we're going to find other people that want to join our gang because honesty is contagious, compassion is contagious, courage is contagious, confidence is contagious, curiosity is contagious. Create a community. We are all in this together. And sometimes that's all it takes to light a spark. That's all it takes. Find your community. So that's it. Take a photo. <laughs> Put it on your desk, put it on your fridge, put it in your kid's lunchbox, put it everywhere. Put it everywhere. Because do you know why this is important? I'm going to tell you why. And I must tell you too, I use this every single day in my life. Every single day. How can I be curious, compassionate, courageous, confident? Where is my community? Who in the community needs me? And I do this because I'm modelling the behaviour I want to see and I'm creating the culture I want to see. But I'm also doing it because we need it and I'm teaching it to people because we need it because life is full of befores and afters. Life is very hard. It is the stuff of being human. It's not just for lawyers. It happens to everybody. And when that after comes, you are going to want your C game in place. You are going to want it and you're going to need it and it's going to make you resilient and brave and courageous and it's going to give you the gift of giving yourself peace. Wow, wasn't that such a powerful presentation by Jen? Thank you all so much for tuning in to listen to us again. If you would like to connect with Jen, you can do so on LinkedIn. I'll put the link to her profile in the show notes. And if you want to hear more amazing presentations like this, then I suggest that you grab some tickets now to the 2020 retreat being held by Clarissa in November 2020 in Kingscliff, New South Wales. I will put a link in the show notes to that, but you can find it at www.happylawyerhappylife.com forward slash the retreat. Thanks for listening. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.